Follow our voices and sense our intentions. We just watched the third episode of Ahsoka. I'm Max. I'm Matt. And I'm Luke. And this is Force for Thought. And welcome back to Force for Thought. We just finished watching Ahsoka episode three, and we are going to review it now. It is fresh in our brains. We literally just paused the TV, although we did go back and watch a couple extra scenes uh, to give us a couple minutes to uh, uh, put some final thoughts down in some semblance of an order. So let's start with just initial reactions, Matthew. I loved it. I think um, you know this. Uh, this is the the big episode before kind of the big reveal of whatever episode four will be, which will mark the halfway point. I think the, the scene that we just rewatched, which is Harold talking in front of the the assembly of the senators um, and then getting Jason, I think is the best scene in that episode, which we can get into a bit, but yes, I, I I loved it. I think it is building on, uh, you know, the world that we, we already love LT. I don't want to be too predictable, but it was again a ten out of ten episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything less. Knocked it out of the park. It was it was shorter than the other episodes. I think it this did one not was feel shorter. Seven minutes. I agree. I thought it, was it worth did, it. but I think I knew that it was shorter going into it, so I kind of had it in the back of my head. Like even when it ended, mm-hmm. uh, Matt was like, "Oh, I didn't think it was going to end right there." And in my head, I was like, ah, "I kind of did." I, yeah. But I saw that coming. Unfortunately, I unfortunately because I wanted more of it. It was great, but everything that we got was amazing. I said going into it that because it was a little bit shorter, I thought it was going to be a little more action heavy, which I feel. Like we definitely got. Yep. I think the second oh, yeah. half of that was all just one big space battle, and it was a really good space battle. That yeah, was I'm a my notes. sucker yes. for space battles. It looks amazing too. Like everyone was giving Kenobi a lot of flack for looking not as good. Oh yeah, this show. I didn't even think about visually. No, yeah, it, it looked flawless. amazing. It looked fantastic. Like every yeah. little every little thing in this show looks so good, and that space battle like was intriguing the entire time. Yeah. We got to see people work together in a dogfight. I've been yes, I've yes, been craving yes. that for as long as I've been alive. I wrote that, and it's a huge moment too when she finally kind of starts listening to Sabine. Yeah, they which trust is, each other. Yes, which is such which is yeah. the, up until that point they they were losing mm-hmm. when Ahsoka's just like, "Yep, yeah, go do your thing, I'll do mine." And then they finally start winning when they kind of worked in tandem together. And that's something that I wrote down as well, and I I absolutely love that. Yeah, I the only other kind of taste we've gotten of. Working together in a dogfight like this is that I can think of. Um, Revenge of the Sith, when Obi-Wan is overcome with the buzz droids and Anakin fires on the ship and then R2 fights them and he tries to scoop some off. And that's like a neat scene. But the whole time I'm thinking like, practically, what is going on in this fight that these people can just take a break for these five minutes and deal with these buzz droids? Like that, nothing like that happens here. Like this all felt very realistic and natural and they kept making approaches and were circling back. And it's like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. how... Space battles would work realistically, mm-hmm. and I yeah I loved it. I and really they, really good space battle. They made great use too of Ahsoka's ship. Is it a T six? Is that what they keep saying? Um, I have no idea. It's a it's gyroscopic cockpit, and the way they kept like spinning mm-hmm. yeah, the wings cool. of the ship around the cockpit and, and all their evasive maneuvers and everything like that. Yeah, like Those a B-wing. Really cool. Something yeah. else real quick in that is that I think um, that, that Sabine, I think, delivered one of the best lines, like some of the best acting we, I think we've seen in Star Wars in such, such a simple moment. But she says, I, I, I got it. I failed. I think I don't see the exact words, but she's like, I shot, I but I failed. And she like is trying to do the best that she can do. And she's like disappointed, not just for like a like a soak but she's she feels like she disappointed herself and that's something that we don't see much in star wars i feel like but we did in last jedi which is why we max and i always talk about it as well is that we like to see people not failing but like we like to see the reality of Mm -hmm. yeah you're not going to get it right the first time you're not going to be uh the 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 end-all be-all right and the best person ever at every single thing and so i liked that moment of seeing sabine say that and i think the way she delivers the line is like weirdly (laughs) gut-wrenching When did, when did she say that? I don't remember that. Part. In the middle of the dogfight? I don't really remember it yes. either. Oh, we got to go back and watch it. Wait, pause. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but yeah, it's when the, she, that's when then she says to, to go down and drop. It's like right, that's when she goes and she misses. She shoots and she misses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great moment. Now. I remember that part, but I don't remember that line exactly. But you're right. Yeah, that, go is, back. that is a great moment. Yeah. Got to rewatch that now. That's so good. Um, we're kind of going in a weird order already, yes, so I, I apologize know. for that. Anything else we want to talk about for the dogfight real quick? Uh, the, that was around the time when Hu Yang had that fire line when uh, Ahsoka asked if he has any thoughts, and Hu Yang says, "Not on the structure, but I have many thoughts on everything else going on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I have several thoughts on everything else going on. And then as a classic droid in Star Wars, just completely disregarded. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> classic. But yeah, do you want to start from the beginning, or do you want to? I mean, I, obviously, there's things around surrounding that dogfight that we can go into, such as Ahsoka's spacesuit and that whole sequence. Or do you want to oh, start? Oh, that the was beginning? so cool. 
we saw something like that too in the Clone Wars, and I'm glad that they brought it back. Yeah. Even had like the similar face covering. Yep. I, like I was going to say we saw something similar in Rebels because so, Ezra fights with his lightsaber on a spaceship. Mm. Uh, am I thinking of Rebels? Maybe I'm thinking of Rebels. Oh. I forget. I, I, I don't anything, remember what you're talking about from Clone Wars. Anything <laughs> that's associated with the show, I'm just going to say it's probably from Rebels. I'm going to double down. I'm going to say it was in Clone Wars. Damn, it right. could have been both. Um, we'll I think the suit also is custom made for her. So it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. And I was like, I wrote this down. I was like, is it goofy that she's doing this? Absolutely. But is Star Wars goofy? Absolutely. And I feel like some people are going to give it some hate as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it was awesome. I mean, it was so cool to see her do that. And then also like the fact that she's like, yeah, I trusted Bean. So I'm going to go out there and yes, I will float in space for a little bit, but she'll come get me. Like, I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> Um, keeping with um, Ahsoka and Sabine, let's talk a little bit about her training that we mm-hmm. saw at the beginning of the episode. That was my favorite part. Matt, you said yeah, it was the, 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 council, the senators. <laughs> oh, I yeah. loved oh, the sorry. lightsaber training. <laughs> that yeah. was so cool. The subtitles refer to it as a Zatochi, or I'm sorry, Ahsoka refers to it as the Zatochi lightsaber technique, which is a new lightsaber technique. We've had we've known about seven forms in canon and legends, and that is not one of them. So that's interesting. Mm. And the subtitles refer to it as a wooden Bakken saber. Which, what the heck is that? Like, someone from Lucasville, maybe Dave Filoni himself, like, said to the subtitles people, like, hey, just so you know, this is called a wooden Bakken saber. Yeah. And whether he said that for a future story purpose or not, I love that it's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I w- yeah, that's not in anything else, right? Because it feels like something that would be in Visions or something that none of us have watched. But, <laughs> but doesn't it feel like something that would be in Visions? I don't know. It, yeah, I agree. That I love that little bit of lore too. Like you just said, Luke, and I, I didn't know about the seven fighting stances and stuff too. And I love that. I love I love your knowledge of all that stuff because I feel like I learn so much uh, as we talk every single week on this <laughs> podcast as well. I'm sure you feel the same way about me. <laughs> and it was really cool too seeing um, Hu Yang's lightsaber glow stick oh, thing. Yes. It was just like a light, but you, you could see where the lines were crossing, where she was like mm-hmm. going through, and then he was able to like bring them back up basically and show everywhere she slashed and everywhere mm-hmm. she missed and everything and he was that's, like judging that's her such results a practical and logical way to yes. ju- to train lightsaber technique and yeah. if you have the technology to do that that's so smart i also like him having four sabers as well it mm-hmm. felt very cool to see you want to see general grievous fight hu yang now <sighs> yeah i really would <laughs> i don't know um yeah i love the i love the fighting scene i think um i don't know seeing I mean, just look the show looks so good and like just like living in that space again for that for that long of time being able to Sabine see Sabine actually fight and I love there's so many good quotes already in the show I feel like as well but like she says um you not only have to train the body but also open your mind and I think that's like you know I think that's like obviously the basis of like Star Wars mm-hmm. um and I don't know I and being a Jedi and I think that Ahsoka's encapsulating that really well and I feel like we are she's being pretty stoic still but I feel like we're getting a little bit of that snips back um you know she's again very stoic but i think letting loose towards the end during the dogfight when she started to trust her more because yes. you're right when she was training her she was still very um very stoic yeah. very straight-faced unemotional mm-hmm. and then i think you kind of got like a sense a little bit of fear in her yes and i, 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 I man i really like that because i like but i like her being kind of stoic and i feel like i've seen a lot of things that are like oh this is like they drained the last bit of her personality and i don't think that's true i think she's just who I think she we, is I think we see a very appropriate amount of personality for i who agree she is. i agree and i think that she's evolved and she's going to continue to evolve and she can land back somewhere in the middle, a little, little rubber band. Mm-hmm. And the last thing about the training, which isn't, which is later on, but one of my favorite quotes from the from the show, from this episode specifically, rather, is that uh, Ahsoka says, "I don't need her to be a Jedi. I just need her to be herself." And I think that is such a great line uh, from the show. And I feel like that encapsulates Ahsoka herself. And even though she is like a very stoic Jedi, even though she's not a Jedi, uh, it's so confusing to say every time. I think that is like encapsulating of just like being the best that she can be it is it is the proper theme that star wars should be making and my biggest gripe with uh the sequel trilogy as a whole is that the whole thing that i liked about the last jedi was it kind of followed that theme Mm -hmm. where it was like oh you can be a nobody and still make a difference or be a jedi or whatever you want or kind of like in this way the way they phrase it is you don't have to be a jedi you just have to be yourself yeah and then obviously the rise of skywalker kind of turned that on his head and it was like oh no actually she is a palpatine you do have to be somebody special in order to make a difference (laughs) it feels like but i like that this is taking a slightly different thematic approach where it was like 
no, you don't have to be a Jedi. You can just be yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I think we're seeing a new form of Jedi. Luke maybe. didn't like that analysis. Ray was oh, still but. being herself in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I'm not going to digress that far into a whole tangent, but I, I, I don't appreciate that jab at The Rise of Skywalker. But I, I agree it's a good moment in Ahsoka. <laughs> I, I didn't mean for it to be like a, a jab, per se. I still like The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. but... I feel jab. A new, a new. Your least, it's your least favorite movie, though. What was it? It's it probably is. But <laughs> it's still amazing. It's still be, Star Wars. I know. I know. I One agree. of them has to be. I know. I agree. This, was, this might have been my least favorite episode of Ahsoka. But what was, does that yeah. mean? I. Uh, I it's still it least, a ten. Is it your least favorite episode of Ahsoka? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about it that hard. Probably just because it's shorter. Yeah. I no Balin skull content. Yeah. I agree. I was just last thing about the thing uh, Jedi, and I want to move on. Is the I feel like this is maybe a setup for kind of a new Jedi order in the fact that you don't have to be the the uh, the end all be all at every single thing. Like Luke Skywalker is the best Jedi right of all time. He's he's able to do basically virtually everything. Um, and I feel like maybe there's a statement. I think Dave Filonia said it was Anakin. Sure. Either way, one of the Skywalkers are going to be the best. <laughs> uh, one of the best. Uh, well, we also got Kit Fisto in the running. Sky. <laughs> Skywalkers. According to the Kit Fisto manifesto. But I think e- either way, but I feel like it, I do like the idea of this potentially being more of like a team thing. If Sabine is great with being able to, maybe she can't be like telepathic, I guess, in a way, but maybe she can just fight really well and be able to use her powers in that way. And I feel mm-hmm. like maybe more of a team of Jedi um, who, you know, they're not the 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 best of all time, right? You don't we don't need the Tom Brady of Jedi every single uh, in every single show or anything as well. I don't know. I kind of got off topic there at the end. Um, a couple things I wanted to say about the lightsaber training stuff. I loved it. The line from Ahsoka: "Anger and frustration are quick to give power, but they also unbalance you." Yes. That was so like on the nose, and it was like so like it played out physically as well as spiritually. And it's interesting seeing something that's like so on the nose like that, and it's mm-hmm. like. Does it have to be so on the nose? But it's in Star Wars, it does. And it mm-hmm. works that it is so directly like applicable in multiple ways like that. And the metaphors are not veiled very thickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the one moment that pulled me out of it a little bit, my least favorite moment in the show, only moment I didn't love, absolutely, is when uh, Ahsoka puts the, the blinder on Sabine and she says, I can't see now. How am I supposed to fight? And it's like, yeah, Luke Skywalker said that, haha. But Sabine fought for years with blind Kanan. Like we know, <laughs> she knows how she's supposed to fight. This That's isn't hilarious. news to her that je- there's a way for Jedi to see without seeing. Would you That's say that funny. seems reminiscent of A New Hope? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was uh, influenced. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the uh, the Force training? I really like that part too, where she was trying to move the cup. I thought for sure we were going to see it wiggle a little bit. I'm kind of like that they did it. I agree. Yeah. I like the last shot when it stares back at you a little bit. It's yeah. like tempting you almost a little I bit. Kept, I, I kept thinking Hu Yang was going to come in with a pile of rocks and say, no, no, try it with rocks instead of cups. It works better. <laughs> I also feel like, I'm like, I want to know what they were drinking because like Sabine was just like shooting it, it like, like a shot <laughs> and her facial reactions were like, whoa. But I'm just like, that's funny. I didn't. You should be that. piloting, though. Like you're gonna have to. What <laughs> are you, you guys? driving right now? It was Ahsoka drinking in the in the first episode when she was training her in the second episode. No, that, that was coffee. That was space calf. That's what it looked like. But I guess the cups were a little taller last ep. But anyway, yeah, that's my. I I did like the the force training. I mean, we got all the we got lightsaber and force training while also learning about not going to the dark side, not clouding your mind with anger and character development. Yeah, all within. This action-packed episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using action-packed. It was action-packed, but we learned all this development, and now it's like, okay, maybe we can move on now, or maybe we can <laughs> dive a little deeper. But we, these lessons are learned in the fact that obviously Sabine, like any Jedi, is going to have to overcome anger at some point as well. Yeah. So let's. I don't. Let's, I don't want to. I don't want to insult something else like Max did so ruthlessly with the Rise of Skywalker. But <laughs> when you don't spend half of your episode with Boba Fett walking through Tatooine, you can get a lot more done with your show. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, oh, man. Again, love the book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loved my rewatch. But it, it, this show obviously is just a lot better paced, and it was a lot more fun watching the show because when we re- went to rewind to watch the, the Senators and the Jason scene, it was like 10 minutes in, and I was like, oh, my God, there was only 
10 minutes yes. before this because so much happened. I had the exact same thought. I was like, wow, I thought this was significantly le- like later in the episode. That, that's why I think that it felt so much longer than it was because yes. so much happened. And there was so much like lore stuff and plot stuff and character stuff. So let's talk about that. So they met with yes. the, the senators and Chancellor Mon Mothma, right? Yep. They referred to her as Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Senator uh, Ziono, who for those of you who don't know is Kazuto Ziono's father. Kazuto Ziono is the uh, main character in the animated TV show Resistance. Yeah, Can, do you, I was oh, I was sorry. I was really worried that because they said that that senator was Ziono in the trailer shot. You see these senators, and I thought it was just going to be like a little Easter egg, like oh that guy's actually Ziono, but no, he's a character. Like he's a driving force in this yeah. show with interactions with Mon Mothma and Hera. Yeah, and he is kind yeah. of uh, not villainous, but antagonistic towards Hera, but mm-hmm. rightfully so. Like I'm, I understand his side completely. He's just trying to allocate funds for the Republic and. Hera is trying to take them to go on a potential wild, mission pot- to right, find a somebody in a completely mission. different galaxy. I, I don't know. A friend of hers that she believes is alive that no one else thinks is. That's I mean, I, I get all of his points. And rebellions yeah. are built on hope. That's all I'm saying. I feel like... Rebellions oh, are built on hope, but republics are not. And that's what that mm. scene was about. Ooh, that's true. I, I feel like this is the... I think, like I said this in the, earlier in the episode, I think this is the, the best scene in this, in this episode. Not the show, obviously, so far, but in this episode. Because I... A, Hera is one of my favorite characters, as I said before, and I I love her interacting with Mon Mothma. But I also think um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is such an incredible actor, and I think she plays that scene so well. I agree. She yeah. was like Sabine t- from animation to live action, absolutely flawless. Can't yes. tell the difference. Same with Ahsoka, and same with Chopper, obviously. And Sabine, uh, Hera was the one that I was like, mm-hmm. Vanessa Marshall's. Um, performance as Hera in mm-hmm. Rebels is so like it's also in part because of the the characterization of Hera in that show being like the de facto mother of the Rebels yeah. crew but she has such like a warm motherly tone I was gonna say warm and yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead does not but she doesn't re- necessarily need it for this um, version of the character with yeah. this set of circumstances being a general in the New Republic as opposed to the uh, leader of the re- rebellion and mm-hmm. the ghost crew itself and it really shined a lot yeah. better in episode three than it did in episodes one and two. I agree. Yeah. And she's she's hardened. And I think, like, when she she's being stern, right? And I love when she breaks, when the when he says that uh, Ezra died heroically. And she says, you don't know that? And she, like, completely breaks. And she's mm-hmm. teary-eyed. And then Mon Mothma says Hera. And she snaps back into it. And it has to be that mm-hmm. general again. I mean, it's the subtleties. That and the Sabine line both. I'm like, I think potentially we are dealing with like some of the best acting in Star Wars, I think, that we've seen because it is so subtle. Um, and I don't know. I was just locked, laser locked into both of those scenes. And I think just seeing also Mon Mothman hair interacting are like two of the coolest characters like ever. And seeing mm-hmm. that interaction is, is so stellar. And then again, just the performances were, were so there and, and learning this information, but also. Like, like you said, like I'm always on the side of Hera, right? Or I'm always on the side of like the main character. But you're right. You're in in that scene. She's probably maybe on the wrong on the wrong side, right? In this Republic, you can't really just have resources randomly go to Ahsoka because she's the main character of a show right. to kind of go and deal with this stuff. But yeah, I absolutely love that scene. And then obviously at the end, we get we get Jason, which I feel like you guys can want to speak more to. Uh, well, first though, and when that line when she uh, responds to Senator Ziono, who said that uh, he believes Ezra Bridger, Bridger died heroically, and she said, "You don't know that," and she kind of snaps a little bit there. It was coming right after that line where she said that Thrawn killed my friends and people like family to me. Yeah. Um, I think obviously hinting at Kanan, who is her biggest loss, yeah. uh, the father to her child, and now she wants to find Ezra, who's kind of like another missing piece of that family almost. Mm-hmm. Like she knows she can't get Kanan back, but she wants to do anything she can to get Ezra. Yeah. And um, I, I really like that line, too, uh, where she um, tells Senator Ziono, um, she's like, did you fight in the war? And he says no, and she said, you just sat back and wait to see whoever came out on top. Yeah. And... I, I like that line, like from a storytelling perspective, yeah. obviously, <laughs> but you get such conflicting emotions about it because I'm kind of like, God, oh, that's kind of a low blow, Hera. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't like that because I feel like there's a, a good shot of Mon Mothma, too, and I she's like, 
it's hard to read her emotions, mm-hmm. but like you can tell she was feeling something in that moment. And I think it's because she didn't fight in the war. Yeah. But we're seeing now in Andor the things that she did do in the name of the rebellion. Yeah. And she probably did things that none of these other people even know about. And when she says stuff like that, she probably has this thought of like, we all fought the Empire. Yes. We but might not have been in the rebellion, but you can't say that because you don't know what we each went through individually. Yeah. That's a great that's a great thought. I was gonna say we before we started recording, we had like a two cent inter- two second interaction after we recorded, and I was like, "Oh, I love that line," and you're like, "It's such a low blow," and I was like, "No, I mean, I still disagree because I, I still feel like if she directed that at Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma would have had a good witty response versus just silence. Which to me, if you did any sort of thing, you would have some sort of response back versus silence. I think it's I think it's really good writing. Yeah. I oh think yeah. It's, I just think it's a low blow it, and one yeah. that's hard to dignify with a response because yeah. you're trying to have a logical conversation mm-hmm. and she's now bringing emotion into yeah. it. And I think that's when they were trying to like starting to politely wrap up the conversation by yeah. just saying like, all right, why don't you leave the room for yeah. a little bit? I um, find I find myself pretty firmly on. Senator Ziono's side in all of this because Damn it, Luke. <laughs> I mean he was probably just the imperial senator from Hosnian Prime. Mm-hmm. The empire got overthrown by the rebellion, and now there's a new republic. He's still the democratically elected cha- senator from yeah. Hosnian Prime, just representing them in a new form of government. It's not really his fault that he didn't join this rebellion. Like it takes a lot to join a rebellion, and just because he didn't join the rebellion, I mean that does make him almost by nat- by definition, an Imperial before. But it's not that Imperials can't join the New Republic now that the government's different. Like, his his values probably... I'm, I guess I'm imposing a lot of thoughts on him. His values didn't necessarily, certainly, align with the Empire just because he wasn't a rebel. And now that he's not aligned with the Empire because it's gone doesn't mean that he can't be a member of the New Republic. I think that was a low blow. I agree. I think it was, but I think it's still good writing, though, because I think it's a really good moment, like I said, where Harris starts to get emotional. And I always try to think of it, too, in like a, a real-life context, right? And when you think of real-life wars, such as the American Revolution, to me, that was kind of like saying, like, oh, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, like, you guys didn't fight in the Revolution. But it's like, well, they still did stuff. like, And we don't know that, right? I did not get the vibe that Ziono was on a... John Adams or Thomas Jefferson kind of scale. I thought he, I, I believe that <laughs> no, he was like I mean, still those... an imperial up until the empire was gone. Well, why do you think that though? We don't, I know, don't know that. If they made a Hamilton based, based musical on that scene, in that one scene. the galaxy. Would he be a character? Not in the rebellion. I don't think so. I will just wait for Andor season two. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Andor is the. I would love so much if this guy showed up in Andor season two. I would two. too, it's actually. Not, it's not beyond the realm of no, possibility. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I think that would actually be rad. Because then that would. That's what Filoni is doing so well, though, I think, with anything. Is that we're introduced to these minor characters. They're like, oh, that's cool. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, that like might be my new favorite character, I feel like. I feel like there's just so many little things like that that I would, I would love to be able to see that. In. I'm also so excited to rewatch Resistance because. I don't think that Kaz's dad, Senator Ziono, Mm -hmm. really supported him joining the resistance. And Mm. that's interesting that Mm. Ziono didn't join, or Senator Ziono didn't join the rebellion, and now Kaz really wants to join the resistance. And I can't wait for Ziono to be a mole, and you guys eat your words later on. (laughs) He's a full on imperial. Yeah, (laughs) interesting. Now we we um, know he survives to the time mm -hmm. of the first order, and then dies on Hosnian Prime when Starkiller destroys it. Oh, spoilers. You had your chance to see Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I'm just kidding. Um, let's talk about some of those other senators. Well, you, oh, yeah. Do we know who they are? Uh, no. The other two humans did not recognize them at all. I'm glad they got speaking roles. The Grand. Same. Um, I kept thinking I, of I think the... that guy's like a famous actor, isn't he? Is he? No idea who he is. Couldn't tell you. Classic. I, uh, ju- I just kept thinking of that Grand in that scene uh, because there's a Grand in... Palpatine's inner circle in Attack of the Clones and he's always just standing there off to the side and it's like hey maybe it's that same guy got the same role right just stand there and represent the grand people good it's job hard, guy it's hard to um or it's easy to make different species look good when they're also a blue hologram mm-hmm. and not talking yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah, I'm not getting anything on IMDb looking at episode three specifically. I'll have, to, I'll have to do some more research into that. But I'm I'm thinking of the guy who plays um, Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen TV show. Oh, that's not him, is it? It looked like him, but I don't know. I didn't. Isn't Doctor Manhattan blue? How can it, you're just thinking of blue people? <laughs> no. <laughs> Watch the TV show. It's good. I know you're still reading Alphabet Squadron, so I won't spoil it. But Hera and. Uh, um, Mon Mothma have very similar conversations to the themes that were going on hmm. in this com- uh, in this episode about 
the things you can do as part of a rebellion versus the things mm-hmm. you can and cannot do as part of a republic. And it was, it was like the exact same vibes. Like if it was part of the rebellion, Hera would absolutely be on her way to Setos C- C- no, or wherever this place is called mm-hmm. where the uh, Eye of Scion is. And Sabine is blown away that Hera's not coming. Sabine has obviously not been part of the New Republic at all, any of the government or bureaucracy of it. And uh, that shock just hit me like a gut punch. Like, this is how the world is now, Sabine. Like, you're not part of a rebellion, you're part of a republic. And there's certain things that you need approval for, and you can't just... She's a not just like in the New Republic. She's a general. Yeah, she can't just go off. And she's gonna lose. She's got a family. She's got things at. uh, She has things to lose. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. It's just heartbreaking because I feel like Sabine has had so much happen to her since since Rebels, but she's still that same person that just wants to find Ezra and uh, Chopper and Hera and Zeb. Probably who knows have gone off and like started whole new lives and have moved on a lot more than Sabine has. And I think that's going to come up a couple more times. Yes, which is what I was talking about last week a little bit too. Is that it is like inherently sad because of that fact is that not everybody moves at the same pace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even in the Rebels epilogue, mm -hmm. Sabine talks about how. She stayed on Lothal waiting for the Empire to do a counterattack, but they never did. So, like, she she's actually just been sitting on Lothal waiting yeah. for the Rebels' crew to get back and continue the fight, and it never did. And now yeah. she's starting it, but everyone else went off and continued their lives. She's the Ringo of the of the Rebels' crew, just waiting. Is that a Beatles reference? Yeah. <laughs> right over my head. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about Jason. He's got green hair. He's got it's green hair. Dark, but it's there. Yeah. I talk next week about how I thought he might not have green hair, but <laughs> just ignore that when it comes up on Tuesday. <laughs> That's so funny. I also I also feel like if the past four episodes, Luke, you said Max, you've been reading reading Alphabet Squadron, so I won't spoil it for you. So you really gotta finish that book, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm doing you a lot of favors here, and Matt, you should read them. I, I know. I I really do. I, I like to read a lot. Of not, my, uh, my wife, Lynn, just got me um, the archives books. And so it's going mm. through the first three, three books. So that's what I'm uh, currently reading, actually. Um, that's so. That sounds like a good Rogue one once you finish. Oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, I should do that. Um, good, yeah, good call. I like, yeah, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction lately. But anyway. Um, so let's talk about Jason and his interaction with uh, his mother, Hera. He mm-hmm. was saying about Auntie Sabine uh, becoming a Jedi. And then he said that he wants to be a Jedi. And Hera's response was, I know. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's speculate it. away. What, oh, what does that mean? I think mean? it's just in his blood, right? She knows that, like, you know, uh, obviously, uh, Kanan was a Jedi, and I feel like it's like, yeah, I know that. Why would you not want to be one, do right? Do you think she would ever foster that, or do you think she's going to not let him do that? I, I think she'll foster it. I think she wouldn't deny that I agree. to him. As I a mean, connection to Kanan. Not and only that, but, like, she's a general. <laughs> She's a general, like, in the basically fighting wars, I don't think. I mean, she's not going to do it from, like, a child soldier perspective. No, no, no. <laughs> I just mean, like, help she's, she's also setting an example to go and fight and do good in the world, right? Yeah. So I don't think that, I mean, worst case scenario, he grows up to be a general, which is equally as dangerous. I think there is a possibility that so, uh, Ahsoka's training of Sabine leads to her unfortunate death, and then Hera forbids it. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Oh, Sabine dies? Sabine dies. I don't want Sabine. Because if she's I a would, Jedi Padawan. Is this your theory? You think Sabine's going to die? I I just, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. I just could see that happening as a story beat for why Jason doesn't become a Jedi. I hope there's some reason why uh, Jason isn't trained, because I feel like if he does... Don't, he's a, don't say it would it would contradict the sequel trilogy that he's not there. No. Don't you... Do, okay. I think it would, <laughs> it would very much fit into the sequel trilogy, where he would probably be turned over to Luke Skywalker's school of Jedi Knights and... Little die there. Little do we know that he he actually dies when Ben Solo uh, collapses yeah. the building. That's a, <laughs> that's that's a very that would, real possibility. That would be really sad. But no, she's gonna go off with this, or he would go off with Ahsoka and train, not with Luke, if anything. I feel like Sabine training Jason in the future would make more oh, sense than that'd be Ahsoka. Awesome. Also, I'm pretty much in the camp that I'm okay with Ahsoka dying. I know we've talked about this. I'd rather have Ahsoka die a million times over than Sabine. Sabine uh, is, to me, becoming more and more the standout of the show. Oh, she absolutely. I feel like they and know I, that. I, it's such a bummer that all the actors are on strike right now because I feel like Natasha Lou Bordizio is getting a lot of uh, love online. Yeah, and understandably. she can't really do anything with it because nope. she can't promote Disney right now. Yeah, it's, that's that is tough. tough. It's so, yeah. It's but everyone loves her, and she's doing great. I think she's the perfect casting of Sabine. Oh, the, uh, yeah, she's fan- she's literally so good. I mean, oh man, yeah, I don't know. You were just talking about the acting. It's she's ten out of ten, like stellar. And I hope she doesn't die anytime soon because I hope she honestly has longevity beyond this miniseries. And I hope it 
go she's in other ip i hope she's in uh, the movie coming up and i hope she she pops up in other shows if anything i feel like uh dave filoni is, is, is great at being able to uh kind of have a, that gradient of people coming in and out of shows and you know we're introduced to bo-katan in mandalorian same thing and then uh, obviously with ahsoka in clone wars and then she's in rebels and then she's also has her own show but i feel like she is kind of the conduit between the old and the new and i feel like hopefully the the ghost crew can kind of take on or sabine can kind of take on uh, her own life after the show or where wherever ahsoka's story kind of ends yeah i would i would love that yeah and we see we got the first little breadcrumb trail of, of of jason obviously he's very young right now but i mean the, the doors are open like we saw him which is exciting mm-hmm. so what does that mean for the future you know will we get J- will jason kind of be get his own show eventually like how many years in the future will he you know i'm, I'm very excited to see where that goes i agree all right let's talk a little bit about live action pergils oh yeah yes i next week we also talk about how the certain <laughs> jedi in the order have obvious accents based on their design and nothing else and i think that something similar happened here they were like all right what do the pergils sound like well they're whales so, <laughs> so they sound like whales <laughs> well thank is, god if they were is, dolphins i'd be thrown <laughs> off it is an interesting line where they're like well this is this is you know a whole different galaxy everything's totally different and then some things are just like well that's obvious right they're whales <laughs> right um but they're massive yeah oh huge. yeah very big. They looked awesome in live action. Just they the right did. amount of tentacles and mm-hmm. scaly and slimy. Yeah, they they, they don't need to look slimy because they're not underwater like whales, but yeah. they still looked pretty pretty grimy. The fact that we're getting this dogfight between them is mm-hmm. a, such a cool setting. And again, it was used so well. Like when the tentacles were like closing in on itself and it was like narrowing the pathway yeah. that uh, Soka had to fly through. Oh, Going so through that cool. scene real quick. I know we've talked about this before and Luke is the biggest uh, proponent of this, but Shin Hadi is so cool she is like entrancing to look at like she's doing something with her eyes and her performance that is scary and crazy eyes yes she is intriguing and and scary and i want to know more about her and every single time i see her on screen she is so interesting she admittedly had nothing to do in this episode other than just sit in a cockpit and look menacing and and she she did did it it. yes oh yeah she made a huge impression i'm like oh my god like that is a hard thing to do like if i did that you would be so bored (laughs) (laughs) she's very captivating and it kind of um showed an interesting dynamic with her and uh, Merak yep. because she was kind of telling him what to do. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. at one point he said, as you wish, which means that he's taking orders from her. Yep. He's taking orders from Balin. So I feel like they're establishing a pretty clear hierarchy there. Yep. Um, but I thought that was fascinating. Um, I want to talk about Merak again real quick. Do we get into it now? <laughs> um, because uh, there's a lot of speculation as to who this Inquisitor is, if it's anyone or if it's truly just you know, a, a brand new character. Um, but there was a lot of speculation beforehand that it was going to be a character from the Force Unleashed video game called Galen Merrick, who is Darth Vader's secret apprentice. He was played by Sam Witwer. And I found out over the week that Sam Witwer is being credited in Ahsoka as additional voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to see what that is. He's a, he's a voice actor. Uh, and there's a lot of other additional voices too from previous Star Wars projects and stuff. So... I might just be looking far into it, but I really want it to be Galen Merrick because I think that symmetry mm-hmm. of having Darth Vader's secret apprentice confront Anakin Skywalker's former apprentice would be so cool. I I mean, it'd be so great. And also The Force Unleashed is like prime high school, middle school video game playing, and I played the hell out of both of those games, and I think they're stellar. I don't want that for other reasons, but... But I also kind of do, depending. Because Matt and I are working on fan fiction right now that incorporates that character for ourselves. <laughs> Don't even call it fanfic. But yeah, it's it's oh, man. Yeah, I my man. I mean, the symmetry would be, make so much sense, and I would also love to be able to see not only a fla- if we don't get a flashback of Anakin and Ahsoka training, I don't think we'll get. Oh my god, if we can imagine get a flashback of of Star Killer and <laughs> and Anakin. That would be insane. That would be insane. I would. I, I would actually piss myself, I think, honestly, if we got that. <laughs> I thought we were about to get a flashback in yes, this episode. There was both. a moment that was, was like, <laughs> yeah. I felt like it was leading up to it. Um, I am not on the train that Marak is going to be Galen Merrick. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of theories. Um, maybe Ezra Bridger, maybe... I was going to bring that um, up. What do you what's think of... What's her name? Barriss Offee. I have not been on any of those trains. Certainly not Ezra, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But I was not really subscribing to the Galen Merrick or Barrisoffi train. Uh, but now he talked and he uses a voice changer, and it's like a very noticeable. Why, why is he changer. using a voice changer? Yeah. yeah. But that's so maybe it's going to be like a solo reveal where um, 
it's uh, Edfist Ness takes off her helmet right. and feels like, oh, it's a girl? And then it actually oh. is Barisofi. <laughs> what do you think about the Ezra one? Because I was thinking about how, I don't think it is, but like, if if it is, that is like a fate worse than death, I think, right? Like, that's the whole point of that character then, and that would be heartbreaking because they keep saying, is Ezra dead? You know, people think he still is, but like, if he's actually an Inquisitor now, that is like a fate worse than death and... I mean, obviously, he would have to have, as we've talked about, well, Max and I have talked about before, the the brain chip thing that is obviously altering him, that is being able to have him being under under the control of somebody as huh? well. What have you guys talked about before? This is why you can't talk about Star Wars without me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Max, do you want to take that over? We were talking about the... Ezra uh, has a mind chip in him that makes him an Inquisitor? Not an Inquisitor. And that's, I mean, that's me implying what we've talked about in the past about being able to control somebody. It was coming from the Aftermath books. and Aftermath Life Debt, they were um, basically programming people. Yeah, because Wedge um, gets mind-jacked. Uh, not Wedge, it's... Yeah, Temin, Snap's dad. Snap's dad, yeah. There's also a His comic, biological though, dad. Because uh, I have... <laughs> for what we're working on, that screenshots of, from a comic as well um, that you referred me to years ago. Like, literally 2019. Which one was it? Do you know? I don't know. Ah, but it's a comic, and he's got the he's got escaping me right now. He's got but. something on his, in his head, and it, yeah, I mean, it does he have him. The, like the cybernetic implant, like Lobot? <sighs> yeah, but it's not that intense. Oh, from Poe Dameron, yes. Oh, um, is it? Yeah, Terex is his name. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Okay. But and either way, I mean, I don't think that would be, I and mean, that'd be so much depth and lore and, and weird to to bring into the show. That that would that would be such a rage inducing amount of development for Ezra to happen yeah. off screen. Yeah. But brought back from this other galaxy, converted into an Inquisitor, and then or yes. if Thrawn, I don't know. Also, I'm just saying Thrawn doesn't how would really he have gotten do much. Back, though, how would Ezra yeah. have gotten back and not Thrawn? Google Maps, he's got it. <laughs> and Thrawn doesn't really do anything with uh, the Force anyway. So that mm-hmm. Vader's dead. I don't. I didn't think that theory held any water before, and I certainly don't now. Either. To be fair, neither do I. I'm just I, I'm just giving some... Okay, just, just playing devil's advocate. It's good. It's good. It's there's good. A, there's good a lot of these theories out there. Out there. Yeah. And uh, again, speculate responsibly. I think it is uh, uh, probably wise for everyone to acknowledge that Maroc may and probably is just a random Inquisitor. I hope so. Not I even a random he... Inquisitor, just the eighth brother. <laughs> because he looks the exact same. <laughs> Might be the 26th brother. Who knows? I mean, because the eighth brother's already been introduced in the same armor yeah, in animation. It's it was, a cool it helmet. It's a little different. Also, the helmet's rad. Yeah, cool he, design. It was, yeah, it's, I, they get me every time. Every time I see someone on a helmet, I'm like, I want to see that helmet <laughs> off. Like, it doesn't matter who. I don't know what it is. It's just about movies and TV shows. But, like, even with Mandalorian, it's even. It's got to be, like, a big reveal, though, the longer you keep it on. Because yep. I feel like uh, there was so much speculation around Kylo Ren during, like, all the Force Awakens lead up. Mm-hmm. And the second he took off his helmet, like, 20 yeah. minutes into the movie, everyone was like, <gasps> okay, it's just Adam Driver. Yep. And the same thing happened with Pedro Pascal. It's like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. It's Pedro Pascal. But it works. It does. But I want there's something more. Like, when you take, when Vader takes his helmet off, you're like, Oh man! <laughs> I I want an O oh, man moment. <laughs> Marak needs to either die with his helmet never taken off, or have it be a major reveal. Can you imagine if? Yes, I agree with if that. It comes a plot point of them trying to they want to like Scooby Doo him take the helmet off, and he accidentally Scooby Doo. He, <laughs> he, he he accidentally Let's find out who this guy really is. But he accidentally gets beheaded all by a cliff, and his head falls, <laughs> just never to be seen again. <laughs> can never <laughs> figure it out. Oh, well, that's a mystery forever. Um, <laughs> and then let's talk about the third uh, villain of this trio that was uh, a little underutilized this episode, Balin Skull. So oh, we man. only saw him for a couple of seconds. Doing, but the, he mo- was doing the most with the least. He was kind of yeah. looking off <laughs> into the distance and knew that they were hiding in the forest. And in an earlier episode, I think it was the second episode, maybe the first one, Morgan asks him what he sees. So clearly he has some sort of uh, force ability where he can kind of look into the future. Yes, mm-hmm. I, meant, I meant a to force bring that up last week. They implied that here, oh, I forget the exact quote. He said, like, I can feel her presence in the force or something. And it was similar to Avar Chris in the Higher Republic who can, and, and is similar to um, Babe, uh, ba- the girl from the old the knights of the old republic um balin i keep thinking balin's call um b word something shin something i don't know but the the main girl from the knights of the old republic video game mm-hmm. she has a battle meditation power which was basically rewritten into avar chris's um song of the force powers from the high republic and they can like hear echoes through the force through space not through time mm-hmm. but like all around them throughout great distances and she can 
they can connect with people through the force and i was getting a lot of vibes like that from balan's goal and i'm really excited about it and that does make sense and i forgot to think about it for this week that he can feel their presence in the forest which this forest we Mm -hmm. we brought it up do you think it is just autumn right now on this planet or do you think this planet is permanently got red leaves because it's super cool i think it's permanently red leaves same I think it's just cooler to think that. I don't know why. I also think uh, one of our theories were disproved from our Ahsoka theories and predictions is that the mo- all the footage will be in the first two episodes. So far, that's proven untrue because in the yeah. fourth episode, we clearly will see the Ahsoka and uh, Balin uh, lightsaber battle um, when they, they briefly talk as well. And th- I'm looking forward to that. My theory, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a uh, huge gangbuster or anything, but... Um, you know, we're going episode four. It's going to be a presumably a big cliffhanger at the end of it, and I feel like they're going to be battling it out while the um, while the galaxy transporter is going to be starting up or whatever. And I feel like I was going to say that too because you yeah. see the map come up yep. in the trailers. And you I think th- maybe Sabine is on the they get the Eye of Scion and she's going to go to the other galaxy oh, maybe while Ahsoka fights Balin Skull. I don't, and hopefully Shin Hati goes with Sabine and they can I, have a rematch. I Ezra will be there. God, I'm so excited for this next. I, so many possibilities. I think what's going to happen is they're going to be trying to stop it. And something where they're at is going to have to be something to do with it. And so I think they're going to concoct a plan. Sabine, I don't think he's going to leave Ahsoka because the ship's pretty screwed. So I think that they're going to try to stop it on on the ground, and they're not going to be able to. And then obviously Thrawn's going to come back mm-hmm. with – will Ezra, Ezra be with him? I don't know. But I think that's going to be – the last shot I think is going to be like Thrawn from the trailer basically. And we're going to see a little bit more of that scene. And he's going to finally come back and be – and you know and, and arrive. And I think it's going to be a, a failed mission, and it's going to be where they're at their lowest point. Uh, so far in the show, but man, I'm excited to see it. I'm very excited just to know more about Balin Skull. He doesn't yeah. seem he doesn't pop off screen as like evil or crazy as Shin yeah. Hati. Like you look at her and you're like, oh yeah, there's like something behind those eyes. Whereas Balin Skull, he just seems very pragmatic. Like mm-hmm. everything he does just seems like very calculated and trying to be reasonable like in the very first episode when we first saw him he was trying to get to morgan elsbeth and he told captain hale you're making a mistake and it seemed like a genuine like Mm -hmm. don't do this right now it'd be a great if they didn't do this um in obi-wan kenobi the show i would love it if balen skull's whole plan the entire time was to get thrawn back so he can kill himself so there's no there's no sort of going after thrawn ever again um, but that beat no, has been kind of played. mystical that he's going for because he said to Shin that there's that there he's expecting power like you could never imagine. Yeah, somehow. yeah, he said that just for them too. Mm-hmm. That's it's so confusing. I, That's yeah. got to mean force things, yeah. uh, probably world between world things. The, I would think. Although mm-hmm. the world between worlds does not seem to be as important to the show as I thought it was going to be because I thought yeah. like the Ahsoka imagery, like the title card, I thought it looked a lot like the imagery in the world between worlds, yeah. but it also looks a lot like just this one yeah. star map, and so that's. I, maybe just how maps are like in yeah. the Star Wars galaxy. I'm glad yeah. the world between worlds isn't being overused because again, I think it gets a kind of muddy when you introduce all of, all of that, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It works really well when it's used sparingly, which they did in Rebels, though. It's it's pretty sparing, and it's in me. We're still talking about it. It stands out, but I think it's overused. And you'd be like, I don't know. But so yeah, I'm. I also agree. I think it just looks like the map. Yeah, which I'm kind of disappointed with, but at the same time, I'm not. I, yeah. I don't know. But I they, love. I just love everything about yeah. this show so far. I, we only got four episodes left of Balin, though, and that's you know we're never going to see him again, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, uh, there's eight episodes. Right? There's five episodes left. That's true. We just got through three. Yep. I'm already considering next week for some reason. <laughs> um, looking forward to the future, I did find out. Um, Classic Balin over here. That episode five is apparently the second longest after the first episode, mm. and it is the only other episode that is being directed by Dave Filoni. Something big. Uh, it's gotta flashbacks. be. Yeah. Gotta be flashbacks. flashbacks. That's what that means. It's gonna be something. Hundred percent. Ahsoka Anakin. Oh god, I'm so excited. Flashbacks. Well, I think. Why? How do you? Because yeah. we never. Instead of Force Christian, Ghost Anakin. Hey, hey, oh, I'd much rather oh. see a flashback though. Mm, hating Christian. I'd much rather see, but what makes more sense though? Porque no los dos. We might get both. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like know, that's gonna be yeah. the first on-screen of Ezra because Filoni's gonna have to direct the first time Ezra's ever seen in live action yep there's that no too. way god that episode is stacked <laughs> or Thrawn oh Th- I think Thrawn's gonna be the next episode for sure you think he's in four yeah I the don't only, think so the only shot we've you seen so? of Thrawn mm-hmm. in the trailer looks like he's on the bridge of the Eye of Scion yeah so the Eye of Scion has to mm. go to the other galaxy and come back it's not like a, a teleporter just it so- sounds like a pretty lengthy round trip <laughs> yeah 
That's true, I guess. I can't imagine him and Ezra are just sitting on a park bench waiting to be picked up, and then they just get on the ship and leave. Can you imagine if they were, though? <laughs> Look at how ice cream do you think they're having. <laughs> it's in New York City, and there's a central park, is my mind. Um, right, there what was... else? Um, th- that was everything I had off the top of my head. What other notes do you guys have that we didn't talk about yet? I have two quick notes. One is that I love um, when they say... Um, Talent is a factor. <laughs> when talking about being a Jedi was a bean, that was hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, which I think she'll also get uh, better at it, or at least to you know what she has. Uh, the fact that she had her gunner position have presets, and Ahsoka took the time to get rid of those presets is so petty. <laughs> like, that takes time. won't need these it. again. Like, when you have a controller for an Xbox, you can have multiple presets, depending. So you can sign into a profile, understand the password, and delete them completely. Like that is so petty of Ahsoka. I that is like. petty. I did not. I when did not she, read it that way. But that's hilarious. When she said that, I was like, "What in the world?" Um, and then, yeah, the space battle was awesome. I love when they said, "Are your wires? Cro- are you cross wired?" Um, and then I uh, also loved um, the scan complete. Like it sounded like ET dying <laughs> <laughs> when he's rebooting back up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love this episode. So far, it's my least favorite, I guess. But again, like Luke, right. like LT said, what does that even mean? Something has to be. Uh, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm looking forward to this every single week so far, obviously. Um, I don't think it is. I think I might have liked this one better than the first one. Rewatch the first one. I, I, I don't know, Rewatch the first one. The first one has a lightsaber battle between Sabine and, and she gets stabbed. Yeah. It was so cool. But the second episode has a lightsaber battle between uh, Ahsoka and Merak. Yeah, and this one had no lightsaber battles. And that assassin <laughs> droid. But yeah. it had a space battle. And I'm a sucker for space battles. I'm a sucker for lightsaber battles, so this yeah, tracks. Man, I'm gonna, I, now I'm going to backtrack and say I don't know if this is my favorite episode or not my least favorite because I love so many acting things in here too. So I'll, I'm going to rewatch them. I mean, we're re- we're really drawn straws here. The, yeah. It's they're way too early all to tied tell. for uh, absolutely amazing. And yeah. it's way too um, early to tell. We sorry. need to see it all in context. Yeah. Luke, go on with your notes together. too. My last note for the episode, I really like that uh, Hu Yang really had to earn that scan of the Eye of Scion. Yes. It's not like he just got a glance at it and was like, okay, I got all the information we needed about Closer. it. Closer. Yeah, <laughs> he really made <laughs> the work for it. Um, also, the line, you come from a long line of untraditional Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's one of those lines that means nothing and doesn't take you out of it if you're not that familiar with all the lore and history but if you do know and you're like oh yeah anakin and obi-wan and qui-gon and dooku and yoda like (laughs) it just keeps going and it's so true i just perfect line yeah that's interesting yeah i didn't even think about that to me it just kind of stopped at anakin i was like oh yeah she's taught by anakin that makes sense no long line of untraditional um all right and then uh before we wrap up did you guys have any chance to rewatch the first two episodes and did you get anything new out of it because i did go back and one thing that i caught that i didn't catch the first time was in the very first time we see uh sabine flying down that lothal highway uh she's being chased by that security guard uh in an e-wing and he identifies himself as specter 2-1 oh yes which I is meant the, to talk about that yeah specter is the call sign of the rebels crew um, and apparently they're up to at least 21. So the Spectre crew is still going strong. You love to see it. Yeah. I, I noticed that on my rewatch also. I agree. Because they only got up to like, what, six or seven in Rebels? And so. Yeah, I think it was six, unless they. Did they ever give um, Callus a Spectre? Oh, I don't remember. He might have. I don't think so, though. I, I don't remember it. I think they only went up to six. I think Ezra was Spectre six, and he was the last one. Yeah. That's cool. But anyways, Man. I thought, yeah, I, thought I did that not was rewatch. Neat. I do want to go back, obviously. And then also, I was like, "You got to rewatch the first two episodes." And you already did. That's why I said I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, have you not rewatched the first two episodes yet? <sighs> no, it's been that. That is disappointing. And I bet Max, did you watch the first two? Uh, rewatch the first two episodes because you were watching them with your wife, like any reasonable person would. Because that's when I rewatched the first two episodes. And Matt, your wife just hasn't seen them yet. I know. It's it, which is uh, which is honestly crazy because she honestly our brains have just been so mush that literally we just been watching Ghost Hunters. So together and that's it and i did not rewatch it with my wife i, I rewatched it by myself i should Lauren make her has... watch it though because she's uh started to help me make my tiktoks so if you follow us on tiktok my wife is uh helping me with those now she's just she's just bandwagoning though i had a couple <laughs> blow up recently and now she's like oh well i, well, I get involved with this <laughs> lauren hasn't seen kenobi though right or book of boba fett i don't think lynn's seen she hasn't seen most of here it here and there has hannah seen them all yeah hannah's seen everything good for you it took me until 20 18 that to Lin, for Lindo actually watch the movies. Really? Yeah. And, and we've and been you were together, together since like what, 2010? 2008. 2008? Yeah. Yeah, it took that long. That, that's a long time. She, she was on that hill that she watched A New Hope in 2010. And I was there. She did not watch that movie. <laughs> like, I was like, no, you have to pay attention, though. 
But uh, then I was like, I can't be this person. That's annoying. Uh, but yeah. yeah, she watched them in 2018, and she enjoys them. So All does right. well. No one has any force for. I don't have any force for thought. You want? I do have some force for thought. As this episode will be coming out on Wednesday. <sighs> Should I do the suicide one? <laughs> <laughs> what What do you mean? This episode will be coming out on Wednesday. This comes, This episode's oh, coming out. Tomorrow. Oh yes, yes. Is this? So should I do the suicide as a precursor? Nah, I'm not going to. I don't need force for thought. Oh, well, we need force for thought. Fuck, hit, I know. hit us with it. Should I do the suicide, the Jedi suicide I don't one? Know if I do, I don't know what you're talking about. I, right I, am, I am not a fan of suicide. The Jedi speaking, force go suicide. Hit us with it. Sounds oh, like it oh, sounds oh. like it'll really bring up some some good force for thought. You said instead of paying for living expenses, you can just convert into a force ghost and live free. Oh my god, I mean, consider that fact. Okay, Jedi already live very minimally. They don't pay much. They're not worried about the cost of living. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, they're, ba- they're basically monks. So my force for thought this week is a precursor to my Rogue One, which is Star Wars intricacies of the world. And something that I brought up on this podcast as well that we don't go into on that Rogue One episode is the fact that force goes suicide. I don't know really how to phrase it differently, but do you think that as a Jedi... If you're looking to live rent-free, I guess, technically, if we're talking about real estate, or in general, do you think you would still have that power to become a Force ghost? I don't know if that's for you guys or anybody else out there, but that is something that has been intriguing me. Is well, that What's the question exactly? I guess, like, if you, I mean, it could be a bad side if you commit suicide, presumably. This is so dark. <laughs> if you commit suicide, presumably you don't really want to live, but you have the option to become a Force ghost. So it's really no harm, no foul, I feel like. Is yeah, that maybe it's like I mean, a double-edged never, sword? You you commit suicide because you don't want to live anymore, and then you live forever as a force ghost. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you come back immediately. Son of a bitch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because where do you live as a for- not like actually like uh, as a place, but like where do you live like as a force ghost? Because you can come and go, or is there just like? You want my actual answer? Is yes. It the, the 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 Jedi mantra and the purpose of their order is to protect light and life. And if you kill yourself and destroy your li- your own light and your own life, then you would not come back as a Force ghost. In oh, my, in my mind. So problem solved. <laughs> yes. Right. Suicide is permanent for Jedi. Is the problem, and I think it's confirmed. In so my mind, you can't use this as a hack to just live rent free. I don't think so. You don't think so. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's okay, a yeah, chance. there's definitely a chance. I can't imagine this will ever be confirmed or not confirmed <laughs> canonically. I don't know because we talk about some stuff in that episode in the in the intricacies that I did not think would be confirmed either, and you had a lot of answers. <laughs> so, so I don't know a whole lot about the High Republic, but Force Ghosts was kind of only recently discovered with Qui-Gon, right? Do they ever talk about Force Ghosts in the High Republic? No, yeah. Qui-Gon is the first Force Ghost that we know of canonically, and then he teaches Obi-Wan and Yoda, and they teach Anakin at some point, which we never really see how that works out, because he's definitely Vader Mm -hmm. as soon as Qui-Gon figures it out. So, Can you imagine figuring that out? And be like, who do I tell? How do I tell? Can I tell? Have you watched the Clone Wars? There's, yes. There's a whole arc about it. I know, but like, can, you be a, can you imagine being that for the first time, like realizing <laughs> that you can do this? <laughs> Qui-Gon's just looking around. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did it, baby. Yeah. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, people keep complaining about how the lightsaber stabs don't mean anything. Qui-Gon got stabbed by a lightsaber and then lived forever after. So I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's true. All anyway, right. well, let us know what you thought of Ahsoka Episode 3. Did you love it or did you love it a lot? You can reach us on social media at TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I think those are all the places that we are at. Reach out to us. Follow us. We got some good stuff up there. If you're listening to us, uh, give us a uh, like, subscribe, rating, whatever you can do, wherever you're listening to us. It helps the channel go a long way. And we will see you next week for our next review of Ahsoka Episode 4. Yeah, can't wait. And look out for the Force for Thought store coming out soon. It's really going to push me to do it. (laughs) See you, Sammy. (laughs) Bye.